Deanna, last time we were talking about uh, a person from our past. Uh, and today we're going to talk some uh, that may lean into the future some as we think about Israel and end times. Uh, that's the subject we're going to talk about today. And uh, not because we uh, want to figure out the end times so much, but because in our world today as we live, we see a lot of things going on. Uh, in Israel and with Israel and Palestine and uh, within our own political system and conversations around elections. You hear a lot of Israel talk and 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 so I know you get questions about it. Uh, I get questions about it. How, how do we think about Israel? How do we think about the prophecies of Israel in our Bible? How do we view Israel and what does this say about the end times? How does this point us toward the future. As those questions get discussed and talked about, um, we thought, man, it'd be helpful to just think it, think about it out loud and, <laughs> and maybe help people go, hey, we, we want to be recognizing the end times, the signs of the times. We want to be recognizers of that. We're commanded to do that. Uh, we also don't want to uh, take natural things and spiritualize them. And so, you know, balancing what is the scripture telling us about Israel and the future and what is going on in the world and do those have relationship and how do they relate? Yeah, I totally agree with you on that because it's you want to know about some of the signs that we're looking for so that we're not caught off guard like when Jesus was talking about it with the crowds and saying, hey, you're missing the signs. I mean, I'm right. obviously paraphrasing, but yeah. going back and you can look at Matthew 16, 3 or Luke 12, 56. But he, you know, reminds us, hey, you, there are signs, right, mm -hmm. on the Olivet Discourse. Right. And he says, hey, these things are going to happen. So the disciples have all these questions. I have these same questions that... You know I would be asking and so I'm trying to look through the lens of Scripture and determine is this something that I should be concerned about right right, right. and so when you look at passages such as the end of Ezekiel scholars tend to think that those passages would lend to eschatology mm -hmm. and and signs that we can be looking for in the end times and of course we have the book of Revelation which is fantastic but it's also not easy to make sense of everything mm -hmm. and so as i'm thinking about israel i one of the signs that you know came up for me personally was when i was teaching world history and just the idea that you know here you have a nation that in 70 a.d you know has this destruction Titus comes in and overtakes everything and, and the temple gets destroyed. Mm -hmm. And then you don't see Israel have their land again and it restored until 1948. Right. And that is very peculiar, right? Mm -hmm. And so as we're thinking about these things and thinking about Israel and thinking about the end times, when you see things like that, it makes you stop and think, is that something that scripture is reflective of? Is that sign significant for the end times? That's yeah. what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Yeah. You have to you have to have an understanding and a thought process related to Israel if you're gonna take 
Christ serious to the, to the Jewish people. And so I, I'm saying Israel, and I'm not speaking to the, the land and borders today. When I use that Israel there, I'm talking about the people group of ethnic Jewish people group. Because Jesus came out of that people group. So you, you, you have to have a knowledge of them, right? You, if you're going to study Jesus and follow Jesus, you've got to look back. In, where did he come from? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we know, obviously, he's God. He's God in the flesh. But God used a process to reveal him to us. And the process he used was calling a people of himself uh, with Abraham and then leading them into be a, a nation, giving them a king at a certain point, and, and they become this people. And he makes covenants with that people. And so he used that to do what? To unfold for us the revelation of Jesus, Messiah, that he would come, that he would be, what would his role be? And, and then so we could recognize when he came in the flesh, when Jesus came in human form, there would be a way to recognize that's the promised one. And so he did all that. So if you're going to study Jesus and follow Jesus, you have to have some understanding of that and then realize it, it didn't just stop. Yes, Jesus is a fulfillment of a lot of promises, but that doesn't mean that it's just all over. In fact, Paul addresses it in Romans 11. There's a future about this ethnic Israel. And there's a lot of ways to interpret what he's saying in that passage in Romans 11, but you can't get around the fact that he's looking forward to a time when he will uh, do a work among this group that is the Israel. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you have to have a mind to these things just to follow Jesus. In addition to that, as we're laying out the picture of what was taking place, this looking for signs and the eschatology, the end times, as we're thinking about that, we do want to think about how do we know when the second coming is nearing? Mm -hmm. And if we don't know about the fact that God is going to do something with Israel, and we don't know the signs of the times that are in addition to that, then we may be going about our life in such a way that we're missing what God has us doing in the midst of the work He has for us. And I, I think that that's really important. And also just that it reminds us of the hope we have. When we can see some of the signs, when we can see some of the things that are happening, and we hear about things around the world, then we don't have to be afraid. So when we hear about a peace treaty that is being signed and we think, oh, wait, Israel's involved in that. Should we be concerned? Is, is this the time for the tribulation? Or, or it begins to spur questions in us about, should we support Israel? Should we not support Israel? Mm-hmm. What should we do as a nation? Those kinds of things then it helps us to be reminded that we can look at these indicators as places that can be. We're we're not exactly sure, but they could be signs that are showing us that Christ's return is sooner than later. It does give us these reflective points to look at and say, I need to be ready. And so what are we needing to be ready for? And in the midst of being ready, having our 
focus on sharing the gospel with those around us. And we can be interested in the things about Israel or the surrounding countries. And I think we should have some insight to some of those conversations, but I don't think that it should consume us in a way that prevents us from doing the work that's right around us. Yeah. Yeah. And and that's no different really than the early church battled, right? There was, Paul was writing in the Thessalonian letters that there's people that are so consumed with the return of Jesus, they're failing to do what their responsibilities are now. And there's others that have no mind to the future at all. And so they're consumed with pleasure too much and not thinking about the end times and in Jesus' return as though it's never going to occur. And and so our church today has the same problem they had, yeah. uh, the, the church today, that we can be overly consumed either way, think it's never going to occur, uh, and therefore we pay no attention to the signs. Uh, or you can see every sign and be so consumed that you don't you don't even think about the need to do anything today. Uh, and so just balancing that and, and wanting to keep all of that in perspective and understand the signs and realize that they're not signs about a nation. <laughs> they're signs about a second coming. They're signs about Jesus. Yes. Right? They're pointing us to his return. And maybe sometimes when I'm dialoguing with people that have questions about this, they're super consumed with what's going on with Israel uh, and and forget that the reason to even pay attention is it has to do with Jesus returning, not what's going to happen to this nation. Um, and so, uh, you know, you can you can get so caught up in what's going to be good for Israel. Mm-hmm. And that becomes that becomes the key marker of whether I'm on the right side or wrong side versus this is about helping me see Jesus and understand his return. And he gave us signs and warned us not to be unaware of those signs. So is this is what's happening and what I'm reading in the news or what I'm trying to digest about Israel and what's going on in the world? Is that helping me think about Jesus return or am I getting caught up in more of the geopolitical things that are going on of well we've got to be we've got to be on this side not that side as a nation or as a person uh, versus okay what is going on and what is best humanly because I think that's important I, I, I want to I want to be sure that we make earthly decisions that are for earthly good Uh, And then what signs are showing me the heavenly responsibilities as well. We want to encourage a flourishing society Mm -hmm. that's going to be good for all mankind. And so I think, too, that when we think about the news and we think about events that are going on, is that we want to be for truth. And if God has this plan, which I believe that he has some sort of plan with Israel in these end times, then he will bring that about. And I will be able to see that as I, as I read the scriptures and as I watch the news, I'll begin to make sense of the fact that there will be some events that seem to be bringing us nearer to the second coming. And he'll make those clear to me by the Holy Spirit, because the Holy Spirit will guide me in all truth. That's what John 14, John 16 reveals. And so I want to listen and be aware and 
think about those things. So I was listening to Mike Golay, and he presents a test of these seven ideas that we can think about when we're thinking about the end times that will help us to recognize where scripture can help us in conversations. And he starts off with what is known as the corruption test. And he goes to 2 Timothy 3, 1 through 5. And he talks about how, of course, in that text, it talks about the last days, people will be lovers of themselves, of money, of boastful, arrogant, slanderous. And it goes into a little bit more detail about what we're going to see. And it's not that we don't see those things all around It's not just that we see those things in America. It's that we're seeing those things all around the world. Mm -hmm. We're seeing those in places like the United Nations and the top of government. So we're like seeing this accelerated version of us being Mm self-consumed and all about what we want and how we can have power. We can have things. That's his first test. And then he gives the apostate test, which he goes to 1 Timothy 4, 1 through 2. Of course, you'll remember that we did a podcast regarding people leaving the faith, right? Mm -hmm. Right. And we're seeing this grow at an accelerated version. Mm -hmm. And we're hearing more and more all the time, oh, he left the faith. Oh, she left the faith. And it's just something that we see that Scripture is telling us about and what is going to happen in those last days. We see the lawlessness test from Second Thessalonians 2, 5 through 8. Yeah, and you do see a growing lawlessness. Um, uh, and, and, and we expect to see that uh, because it's, I mean, scriptural. <laughs> lawlessness will grow. And so you ought to be, are we looking and seeing lawlessness grow? We are, and and you brought a good point, Deanna. That you, if we're gonna if we're gonna use the scriptures, we can't use the scriptures and just say, "Is it happening in America?" If it's happening in America, then there's the sign of the time, right? Yeah. Because uh, America is a small portion of it. But do we see do we see these things that he's pointing to happening across the world? Uh, and, and and that's why I, I like listening to. Some people that draw from news sources from around the globe or tell you stories from things happening because you you see wow what's happening here is happening there or we're 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 behaving this way and they were behaving that way already 20 years ago you know and it it gives you this gauge I guess of lawlessness I, we talk a lot about uh, pro life things and that kind of stuff and and you see a move across the world of nations moving toward a culture of death rather than a culture of life. And and you see that and you go, ooh, Second Thessalonians 2 is happening. It doesn't mean it's now, but it's growing. And that's, he's talking about it's growing. So that's a sign we're moving closer to the coming of Jesus. And in the lawlessness, it's interesting to me when you look at the United Nations and you look at all the governmental systems and you think about it, you think about China, who mm-hmm. is atheists. You think about the European area right now, which is almost atheist, right? Right. In their culture and in their thought. And then you think about the Middle East, a lot of Islamic Mm -hmm. or in Africa. You, You just think about all these different places. Now, I'm not talking about the fact that 
they don't have people who are coming to know Christ, if they don't right. have underground churches, or that they don't have people that God is continuing to draw and work and move right. in all these places. Right. But when you look governmentally, right. you see overall this this governmental view that God is unnecessary or there's a false God. Right. And I think that should be a reminder to us that this is the movement toward the return of Christ, right. that he will come in and show that he is God. And God uses nations, right? As he, as he reveals himself to us in the world, he uses, he uses the movement of nations to help us understand his redemptive work. Uh, in terms of working in nations, working through the nation of Israel, wanting them to bless all other nations, nations rising up against him. Uh, and so, um, yes, the church and believers are citizens of the earth and citizens of heaven, have a dual citizenship. Um, but to help us understand his movement in history, he's used nations. So it we should look at what's going on in nations to understand. Even though, yes, there's believers in all those places, yes. the nation itself is still against God. Uh, and so that's how he's helping us see it. We see the test about the scoffers. You know, you can say, do we see more scoffers around today? Well, we saw scoffers in the day of Noah, or we're continuing to see that. And we're seeing a lot of it, especially at someone who will attempt to hold up the scriptures and speak to the reliability of the scriptures or want to hold to the truth of the faith, the Orthodox Christian historic faith. There is a lot of scoffing going on and you see all these branches breaking off and making new what they would call new Christianities, but they're not necessarily new. They're a, dis a different gospel altogether. Right. Right. And then you see the assembly of a one world government test, Psalm 2, 1 through 3, and then the return of the Jews to their homeland test, which we see in Ezekiel 37, 21, which it's been in the late 1800s that you saw a gentleman begin to have a movement, the Zion movement, of mm -hmm. bringing people back to Israel so that they could be a nation. So you see these tests that we've mentioned here that you could talk to people about, the corruption test, the apostate test, the lawlessness test, the scoffer test, the assembly of one world government, and then the return of the Jews that you could just talk about and get in a conversation with and say, these are some things that I'm seeing that reflect the scriptures telling us these are signs that are going to indicate that Christ nearing is soon. Right. And and that's the, the reason to even be thinking about this, right, it is because we want to be aware of Jesus' return. The, the Bible is very clear that his incarnation was uh, the beginning of the end of the age, and it culminates with him coming and ruling and reigning as king. Uh, and, uh, you know, the, the scriptures sometimes are, are written seeing all of that event as one thing, and yeah, it's been 2,000 years so far. We don't know how many more years it could be. Um, uh, and it, it, is, it really is one event, 
but God is playing it out in this way. Uh, and we're, we're supposed to be aware of what go- is going to come so that we are more in tune with his return because we're supposed to be busy sharing with others before he arrives and there's no more opportunity. Right? Between his first and second coming is him being gracious and patient and waiting and merciful. But when he returns, that's over. And that's that's why we want to be aware primarily is so that we can be better uh, evangelists for the faith and sharing with others about Christ. Um, and, and so I just caution like um, in the conversations that I have with people, let's be careful about all that we're thinking in terms of the nation state of Israel and America and Israel and, and America and these other countries that are against Israel and where should we stand? Which side of the line are we going to be on? Um, in, in terms of just the geopolitical, um, I, I, we want to, and you've mentioned this already, we want to be in the place where we're, we're for all human good in the best ways to get there. And from a biblical sense, we understand God has a work with Israel that has been going on and will continue. And we as Gentiles are part of that work and they'll be grafted in. Uh, and what's going on in the world are signs of what he's doing spiritually. And so it's, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm always cautious to say the sign's not about a nation. The sign's about a people and it's the people of God. And so look to the signs, be aware of the signs, um, and understand that the natural is pointing to the spiritual. The spiritual isn't pointing to the natural. So just in terms of maybe a cautionary way to be thinking about that. Deanna, those signs are very helpful. You've given us the scriptures. I hope people go back and look through those. Um, And as they look and think and pray about things going on in our world, that it'll cause them to be diligent in the faith and diligent in sharing Christ and and to hopefully be more aware. And I know we'll have more conversations in this regard because there's, I mean, I get questions a lot. I know you get questions a lot. And there's a ton to think about in terms of the end times. So hopefully this is good for you. Thanks for listening to the analysis.